Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Thanks for listening. I'm Joel Brzezinski along with Mike Kapler. This is Growing in Grace, bringing you the good news. Everybody needs a dose of good news here and there. And in fact, uh, really, this whole gospel thing, it means good news. And that's really what our lives are to be grounded in. The gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Uh, Not only that we're saved by grace through faith, but that by God's grace, we have the power for everyday living in Christ. It's all completely apart from the law and rules and regulations, as uh, we've talked about many times, including in past weeks here on the podcast. It's something that has to do with this thing called life, the life of Jesus Christ living in us. We died, we no longer live, but now Christ lives in us. Galatians 2.20, that's really what our lives in Christ are about. So here we are. How's Cap doing? Doing good, Joel. You were right. I mean, it's another one of those things we've talked about, but we didn't invite Christ into our life. Thank goodness for that. We were dead. Why would God want to enter into into death? Right. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the position that we were in. We were without hope, without God, without a covenant. We had no hope. We were heading down a dead-end street, brick wall, straight ahead, and... Uh, God stepped in, even while we were yet sinners. Uh, he rescued us. He demonstrated his love toward us. It's just good stuff. But we, we entered into his life. He didn't enter into ours. We get it all backwards sometimes, but that's okay. We, we can correct this. We can change our thinking, and we can begin to realize the blessings that have come through Christ. You know, when I got, when I got saved, Joel, when I, when I came to the, the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ as a child, I don't remember the date I do remember when it happened, and if you don't remember that time, that's okay. It doesn't matter. I'm just trying to make a point. But the, the feeling that people have, and I'm sure many can testify of this, that, that feeling of that burden being lifted, feeling so light, feeling so clean, feeling so good when you come to faith. Uh, you just feel like a, a load was lifted off your chest, and, and you go on with that for a while, and then it seems to sort of disappear. You don't feel it anymore. Feelings have nothing to do with this, but I was thinking about this earlier today. It's it's not so much a feeling, because I've had those up and down feelings throughout much of my Christian life, and it wasn't a whole lot of fun most of the time, because it was up and down. But since coming into the grace and a better understanding of the gospel, what I do experience is something similar to what I first experienced as a newborn believer in Christ. It's, It's not a feeling per se, there's just this inward stability, a witness, assurance, peace, and it's just always there. And I, I hope that we can say some things, Joel, that will help people come into that. Mm-hmm. It's not an emotional thing. It's just something that goes much deeper. Yeah, it really is, because Christ is in us, and we are in him 100% of the time. It's. I was just thinking about how Jesus said, you know, when two or more are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Well, why is that? It's because when one person has Christ in him or her, Christ is there 100% of the time. And so when two or more are gathered, of course, there he is, right in the midst of them. One thing that Jesus didn't say was, 
when two or more are gathered together in my name, invite me, and then I'll show up. (laughs) (laughs) He said, there I am in the midst of them. So he is here. He is in us. We are in him 100% of the time, and that does bring a sense of peace, of joy, of fulfillment, of knowing that he who began a good work in us is faithful to bring it to completion. We don't have to worry about our relationship with God because he's got it all in his hands. He's, he's taken care of it. There's nothing for us to do. There is no act that we can do. There's no confession that we can make anymore that has anything to do with keeping us in his good graces, as people like to say. We're in him, he is in us, and it's forever, from now until forever. That's the way it is, and that's, that's a good thing. You know, Adam and Eve, they had something, this relationship with God, before they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that this week and uh, some other things. This tree of the knowledge of good and evil, there was really nothing inherently wrong with it. Just because that tree was in the garden, that didn't cause Adam and Eve to die. But it was when they ate from it. Eve had even looked at the tree and saw, quote, that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eye, and a tree desirable to make one wise. That's Genesis 3.6. That's what Eve saw when she looked at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You know, it gave them the perfect understanding of good and evil. It was a glorious tree, I would imagine. <laughs> but when they ate of it, when they ate of it, that glory was gone. And uh, sin entered the world and death through sin, as Romans 5.12 says. And so that's the same thing that happens, and this is what many people don't understand. We were talking about this a little bit last week, why people keep on teaching the law as part of the Christian's life. But the same thing that was true of the knowledge of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, it's the same thing that's true of the law. The law, nothing wrong with it. It is good, just, and holy. It gives us the knowledge of good and evil, and it even had glory. 2 Corinthians 3, 7 says it was glorious, but the glory of the law passed away. And the reason for that, because when one eats of it, like eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, when one tries to gain knowledge, wisdom, instruction, and understanding from it, it's the ministry of death and the ministry of condemnation. That same passage, 2 Corinthians 3, 7 through 11, says all that. And so we've got to get ourselves out of this mindset of being under the law and realizing that we've been completely freed from that, and now we're totally submersed into Christ alone. Yeah, that's that's all good stuff. I mean, so from the beginning of the book, God is trying to show us some things about man trying to become something based on his own desire, his own merit. So that tree that you were talking about, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So it wasn't just evil, and it brought knowledge, like what you said, Joel, with the law, Romans 5, through the law comes the knowledge of sin. Paul said, I, what I thought was going to bring me life with those commandments that came through Moses, I thought they were going to bring me life, but what I found was they brought me death. And he used the example of one of the Ten Commandments with coveting, but you can use any law, any commandment to fill in the blank. Paul just happened to say, uh, when it came to coveting, it didn't make me want to covet less, it made me want to covet more, it caused all kinds of coveting. And so that's what the law did, and, and Adam and Eve experienced that firsthand when, yes, they they sinned, 
And a, a big part of that was because they did not believe God. So we've got people still trying to, at least figuratively, eat from that same tree today from the law tree instead of a tree that replaced that old one, the tree of life uh, that is found in Christ Jesus. Uh, we're under a new law now. We as Gentiles were never under the old, but we are under something new in, the, in this new covenant, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, the spirit of life. That's the law, the law of the spirit of life. It's found in Christ and him alone. And this is where we're at. But people have all the right intentions when they try to improve their morality, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it's the wrong path. Mm-hmm. You, I think sometimes, Joel, you, you can be on the right road and be heading in the wrong direction. <laughs> and I think that's what, what we're dealing with here. People took the road of Christ, but you know, they got misdirected a little bit because of religion, misunderstandings about the gospel, or you know, uh, thinking that the old and the new are being mixed together somehow. But those commandments from the law, none of them were meant to be a part of the Christian life. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. You know, Adam and Eve probably had what we would call today good intentions. I don't think that they were trying to be evil. I don't think that they were trying to rebel. But Eve, from her perception, the tree was good for food, it was pleasant to the eye, and desirable to make one wise. And I think that that's what they were after. That's what they were trying to go after. Not realizing that they already had everything they needed in God alone, in the tree of life. Not realizing that God had not lied to them. They would surely die if they ate from that tree. And it's the same uh, with the law. It seems to have this promise of life from a surface view. But when you take a bite of its fruit, when, when you sink your teeth into the law, you find that it actually only bears the fruit of death, like you were talking about. And Romans 7, 5 talks about that, bearing fruit unto death. Just like you know, Adam and Eve were never really meant to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They weren't meant to eat from that tree, but rather from the tree of life. And we today, as Christians, as believers, we're not meant to eat from the law of God. Again, it looks good. Oh, there's so much wisdom. There's the knowledge of good and evil. We can know what's right, and we can know what's wrong. We can see the heart of God in the law. That's what a lot of people think. But really, when we start to eat from it, it only produces death, and it can never produce life. And so we have a choice. Even as believers, we have this choice set in front of us. Now, we're not going to die eternally. We're not going to lose our salvation if we go trying to live from the the tree of the knowledge of good and evil or from the law. But we will bear fruit (laughs) unto death. So we've got a choice. Either choose the law or choose Christ, who is our life. And those are your choices. Which is it going to be? Unfortunately, in religious circles, by and large, we have mixed the two together, and it's not a good combination. They, they just don't belong together. Here's what the law does. It increases sin. It arouses sinful passion. The strength of sin, it comes from the law. It brings death, condemnation, bondage. I'm not just talking about sacrificial and dietary Jewish laws here. I'm t- also talking about those moral laws, even the ones written on stone the law. It demands perfection, but it makes nothing perfect, one of the New Covenant writers said. It came to an end. As you mentioned before, Joel, it no longer has glory. It brought fruit for death, not fruit for God. It was weak and useless. What did Jesus say during the Sermon on the Mount when he was teaching the law? 
you shall be perfect if that's how you plan to uh, work through God, through that old system of works and condemnation. That's what it's going to take, perfection. But the law couldn't provide that perfection. Yep, that's right. The law said do this 100% or you're cursed. (laughs) If you would be able to keep the law 100% of the time, all 613 laws, you would be blessed the promises from the law. You would find those promises fulfilled in your keeping of the law. However, nobody could ever do that, of course. If you fail uh, in one point, you're guilty of all, and so you're cursed with a curse. Again, and, and that curse really is for unbelievers. It's not for believers, but that was the point of the law. It was to, to bring the curse. It was to make the world guilty. It was to show that nobody can stand righteous before God by their own works. And so now, once we're in Christ, once we're in him, all of that is gone. The blessings, the curses from the law, it's all gone, and everything is fulfilled in Christ. In him we have life. In him we're blessed. In him we have God's righteousness that we've received as a gift. And you know, some people will say that, well, since Christ is in us, regarding the law here, well, God is enabling us to keep the law, to keep the commandments. Is that really true? Is that why Christ is in us? Is God enabling us to keep the commandments? That's up next week, right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.